0: Switching gears a little bit, you talked about um, study manager to uh, study coordinator, no, to CRA to study coordinator. Um, Now, a lot of people are searching for jobs and they're based all over the country. Um, Without, you don't have to give too much detail here, but could you say like what part of the country you're based in? You could just say like Northeast, like whatever, like DMV.
1: Um, I'm based in the Northeast, um, more specifically in like the greater New York area. Um, So that's where I am. Um, And I can say that it's very, if you are in the Northeast, it's very difficult to find um, clinical research positions. But if you are looking to start off and you are flexible in terms of location, I highly recommend looking i um, within the Pennsylvania, New Jersey and Massachusetts area. Um, those three areas are the easiest places. So if you live in Rhode Island or Connecticut or any of those places, you really want to try and be flexible in terms of location. That's where you'll find the work
0: for sure. All right. Thanks for mentioning that because a lot of people, you know, you can do as much resume magic as you want because a lot of people reach out to me and to us for, you know, looking at their resume, but really a lot of it is based on location as well. Even even for myself, my first gig, I was I was moving from Missouri to where I am now. And a lot of people just rejected me based on my location at first, because I wasn't putting that I was based in the area. So they're saying, oh, we're gonna have to probably pay, pay them to move or something like that. Right,
1: yeah. Um, so one trick that I've noticed that worked for a friend of mine um, is to not put your address on your resume Mm -hmm. and instead um, put willing to relocate um, and you can if you are not expecting to um, be compensated for your relocation um, you know she actually put that on her resume willing to relocate without requiring compensation and that really helped her because you know i think the big issue was that she came from a state where clinical research wasn't really booming and she was trying to find work and i mean she noticed such a huge difference um within a short period of time um even with indeed um she would submit the resumes, just that one click apply and um, that helped and then on linkedin she actually put that in her headline you know seeking opportunities willing to relocate without being compensated and that helped so her get so many um, messages through LinkedIn about positions and job descriptions and that really um, changed her career
0: what a gem I didn't even think about putting that in the resume but that's genius right there so I appreciate that that's a yeah. super gem um, but yeah it makes sense because you know they don't want to pay for people to relocate for entry-level positions usually because usually right. you're, you're, yep. you're not going to get a huge return for the company for entry-level positions so
1: right
0: yeah so that, that's great right there but yeah definitely the northeast is great for clinical research typically and i know in the boston yep. area you've got a lot of sponsors up there yep. um, yeah um Rose as well
1: yeah and i mean i think that anywhere i think even California, from what I hear, is very um, good in terms of clinical research um, opportunities. They also have a lot of startups in that area. So if you, you know, don't want to work for a company that's big or well established, and you want you're looking for something to really, um, you know, start up and then also contribute to the development phases of a company, then. Cali for example it's a great idea or New York City has a lot of startups now too um, and that's where you can get in I don't know if um, and that may require you to be able to to be willing to wear multiple hats and that's something that you have to decide while you're applying to position right
0: those multiple hats I mean especially if you want to be a CRA kind of like how you did they they offered it after you had some experience that's right So that's a really good way to, you know kind of get into the role is you know get your foot in the door of something else mm-hmm. and then you can kind of meander your way over there yep uh, just through working hard and networking within the company and stuff like that yep okay awesome so now transitioning to this this other I guess it's a side hustle that you have of consulting
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so can you tell us a little bit about that
1: sure so um There are a lot of companies now that have started up to provide services to sites and sponsors who are having trouble recruiting for their studies. Mm -hmm. Um, And these companies um, basically run ads or platforms that help attract um, qualified potential subjects. Um, But then there's that unmet. need of who's going to screen these patients and help the site really bridge that gap between the referrals that come in through social media or advertising and actually coming in and showing up for the first visit, the screening visit. Um, So my job um, as a part of the consulting that I do is to actually contact these patients. and kind of see if they're a good potential subject for a particular study so i do the pre-screening aspect of it and then if they do pass through my pre-screening um i pass them on to the site in addition if the sites have any suggestions um if they have any concerns about um recruitment and what how it's slow or how it's you know we're, we ha- we're sending them too many referrals and they can't handle that you know it's about it My it's my job to gauge how often we should run those ads and how often I should be sending those pre-screenings to the site so that, you know, if I talk to a potential subject and the site can't get them in, in the next two weeks, you're going, you're going to lose that subject most likely because they're not going to take the whole process seriously. They, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're serious about it, they'll be serious about it. Um, so strategies like that, timing everything and then doing the screening, that's what I do on the side. Um, I put in about, 10 to 15 hours of that a week um, whether I, I you know increase that later on is really up to me but that's a nice thing about doing consulting that um, you can kind of make your own hours and determine how much work you take on right. um, and it's a great side hustle that's the thing like not every industry has that um, option you know um, so with these all of these startups that are coming up if you can find a way to help out or contribute and Um, it's a part-time position a lot of it you can do remotely so you're not even going into another office after work you're doing it from home
0: right so how did how did you think about this how did you get involved with that
1: um so while i was a coordinator um, a lot of the studies that i worked on suddenly were taking on um, the sponsors of those studies were taking on these companies um, and giving them the task of helping recruit um, so I worked with quite a few, and um, I didn't even know that you know pre-screening was a thing that these companies offered. Mm-hmm. But over time, as I like learned more about the studies um, and how the companies were helping, um, I actually realized that there were screeners that were doing this pre-screening before we were even getting the referrals. And so I looked for, I just typed it into Indeed, I typed it into LinkedIn, um, and you actually will easily find positions here and there like that Um, I know that a lot of companies have even said if you reach out to us the biggest thing is that I think not every company posts all of its openings so if you think that there's a position um, and it's like somewhere out there online that a bunch of the positions are never posted anywhere online they have this need and an internal referral ends up taking that position or you know they kind of Fill it by um, searching on LinkedIn. So it never hurts to reach out to companies and say, hey, I'm interested. Do you have something? And if not, they'll hold on to your resume till something comes up. Right. And that's basically what I ended up doing for this one gig that I have right now. Okay. Um, just reaching out and saying that, you know, I have coordinator experience or I have study experience um, and I'm really interested in doing this and helping out. And i you know two months later I was all set up and I've been working on um, a bunch of studies and with a bunch of sites since then
0: okay so do you do you reach out to the sites yourself and offer your services or is it through another company that you do this
1: Um, so it's through another company so I am contracted through another company but I work as an independent contractor Got it. Um, the owner of that patient recruitment company reaches out to the site so this is how it kind of works the sponsor will reach out to the patient recruitment company and say hey we need help recruiting Um, and then they will say this is the entire list of the sites that we have open for this particular study feel free to reach out and ask them if they would like these services and a lot of them and most of them do say yes um, and in that case, you know, I get the list of all of the people who said yes, Okay. Um, and I reach out. The nice thing is that because I work on the East Coast, I'm assigned a lot of sites that are on the West Coast. Perfect. So there's that three hour gap. So even when I get home from work at six o'clock, technically it's only three o'clock and that's perfect. I can do, a, you know, a decent three hours if I want to of work on the weekends it's really convenient too if you don't have any plans you can make some money while while sitting at home
0: there it is man. that's like that's a great side hustle so do, yeah. do you need some experience to do this or do you think anyone can do this you know at, in, in a way to get experience in the industry
1: um I think that any company would want to to see that you have some type of health care knowledge, or um, if you have been a medical scribe before or a research assistant before and helped screen, anything where you can show that you know how to ask the right questions if, you, if you're given the inclusion exclusion criteria. Okay. So if you worked as a research assistant um, with human subjects, in college then this would be something that you can look into if you were a medical scribe you can look into it Um, if you're an emt and you want to get into clinical research i think that that would be very easy because you have that healthcare knowledge Um, and then anyone that's already in the industry as long as you have an understanding of how to speak with potential subjects um, if i guess if you have good bedside manner you would be a good potential for the position okay
0: perfect all right all right. Cool. So, you know, do you know how much longer you'll continue to be doing this? You think you'll be doing it for the remainder of your career, or do you think there will be a time where you're not doing this?
1: Um. So, I would like to do it for as long as possible. Um. You know, at times I really enjoy doing it, and I think, you know, what if I want to do this full time? Like, if I oh, can wow. find people. The only thing is, you ha- like because this is work from home. You have to not want to go into an office and although I love doing work from home I really do like going into an office at least a few times a week kind of seeing people and that's where you network too you know you meet a lot of people on the sponsor side right now I meet a lot of new people I connect with them I learn a lot from them um working from home you're kind of isolated into your own um, corner. Um, but I don't know, maybe like five years from now, once I've you know gotten a lot more experience and I want to have something that's low key, um, flexible hours, I think that it's a great thing to be able to do. Um, so hopefully I'm in, I'm able to do it for the long haul because I think it's a great fit. I mean, flexible hours, being able to do weekends, that's great.